Welcome to the Center in the City podcast. I'm your host, Wade Brill, and during this series, I'll be interviewing various thought leaders, wellness experts, and humans on how they practice sustainable self-care and mindfulness. We'll get real and raw, talk about the light and the shadow side of self-care and mindfulness, and how we can actually stay centered amid the chaos and the hustle and bustle of our modern day world. So settle in and get centered. This podcast episode is brought to you by Centered in the City, a virtual on-demand self-care and mindfulness platform with over 200 different meditations, journaling prompts, nourishing recipes, and Pilates flows, all designed to support you feeling calm, focused, and energized as you live your life in this modern day world. For more information, head on over to centeredinthecity.org and claim your seven-day free trial. I am so excited to announce a really fun way that I can connect to you, you can connect with me, and this beautiful community at Centered in the City can just keep connecting and growing and expanding and having bigger impact. When you head to centeredinthecity.com, you will see a little icon that says send voicemail. When you click that icon, you can send me a voice message. This is an opportunity to share a question that you want me to have answered on the podcast. You can suggest a topic that you'd like me to do on a solo episode. Maybe you have a dream guest you'd love me to have. Or maybe you're a Center in the City member that want to celebrate something you learned or practiced inside of the platform with all of the resources that are at your fingertips. Whatever it is, I can't wait to hear from you. I can't wait to support you. So head on over and leave me a voicemail and let's continue to support each other staying centered amid the chaos of this modern world. Welcome back to the Centered in the City podcast. I am so grateful you are here. Today's solo episode, we're continuing this theme of slowing down this summer, and we're going to take a moment to pause and zoom out of our life, get out of our head for a moment, and gain perspective on our relationships. A theme that comes up in some of my coaching sessions is around how do I balance and maintain my relationships? This comes up for my clients who are feeling really pulled in their life by all of their different priorities and the things that they want to do, the building of friendships, the meeting new people, the networking, and then being like, huh, who do I actually want to spend time with? Who do I actually want to prioritize with my limited time, attention, and resources? So today on the pod, I am going to share a really helpful framework to think about our relationships. This is something that I've used for many years. It's something that I work with my clients on, and it's something I actually learned from my therapist years ago. So let's settle in and let's get centered. Relationship building is a really fascinating topic. As adults, it can be really challenging to make new friends, and it also takes a lot of effort to maintain those relationships that matter most to us. I like to think of relationships like a garden, right? If you don't water them, they will wilt and die. 
It's just the fact of life. So then this question comes up for us of how do we balance maintaining our relationships when as busy individuals we are pulled in so many different directions and who and how do we focus our time and attention on those various relationships. According to a poll done, a survey done in 2021, said that Americans have between three and five close friends. And obviously, this number of friends depends on factors that include your age, your marital status, your occupation, your cultural background, your gender, where you live. Somebody older in life might have less friends because maybe people are passing away Or maybe somebody in a city might have more friends because they're in closer proximity to people. So it makes sense that this number varies. I want to pause here and just check in. Notice your relationship to this data point. Does three to five close friends feel, yeah, that's pretty accurate in my life? Do you feel like you have more than three to five close friends? Do you feel like you have less than three to five close friends? With a lot of curiosity and kindness, just check in and notice your relationship. It doesn't have to be a judgment. This just gets to be an opportunity to assess and get some clarity. Your next question might be, okay, Wade, well, how are you defining close friends? And I'd say, that is a great question because our world right now is really muddled. We're coming out of years of the pandemic. We're reconnecting to new friends, old friends, colleagues, neighbors, right? There's this sense of us all re-emerging from this mud of the past few years. And understanding your relationships is really important. Friendships have always been so important to us humans, right? As social creatures and growing up in schools, having your peers and learning how to play and communicate and collaborate with others is so foundational to this human life that we live. For me personally, I have learned like friends have always been important, right? You need your girlfriends, you need your people that you're hanging out with and learning from and playing with and laughing with and experiencing life. And as I've grown older, I feel like this belief around friends has slightly shifted, right? The focus after college and in your 20s and early 30s is finding your mate, finding your partner, right? Finding that person that you want to spend that next chapter of life and family with as the American culture dream tells us. And because of that, I felt like there's this natural shift away from female girlfriends that it the attention goes into finding the partner and for me I noticed to be very frank like when it came to my wedding the end of my 20s it was an interesting exploration of like who are my closest friends like who do I want at my wedding who would I want as a bridesmaid we didn't end up doing formal groomsmen and bridesmaids but you know there's this exploration of like huh scanning your environment I am somebody that moved a bunch meaning after college I moved and lived in Argentina and met a bunch of amazing people and then 
I was separate from a lot of my college and high school friends and then moving to a whole new city, Seattle, and not knowing anybody when moving here. Building a whole new community took a lot of time and effort. And so sometimes I zoom out and I'm like, wow, I know a lot of people from a lot of different chapters in my life. And how do I stay connected to this beautiful global community in a way that feels meaningful, that doesn't feel superficial, and in a way that is mutually supportive? Some of my clients how this question of relationships and prioritization, how it shows up in their life is, you know, they either are moving cities and they too are having to build new communities and debating how much time and energy do they spend putting into these new relationships while also nurturing these older relationships that feel really meaningful and important to them, but knowing they don't live in the same place. So how does that actually support them or affect how they're going to grow and put down roots in the city that they're in? Or are they going to be in that city for a long time and they don't really want to invest in that close of friendships here so they'd rather put energy into the friends back home because they know they're going to eventually move back to that city or that hometown. So there's there's always that dynamic at play, right? It's like how much energy do we put into these relationships? In the show notes, I have a link to a helpful resource and visual of this framework that I'm about to share with you. So if you want to download it and have this visual and worksheet to use as a guide to explore your own relationships, I really welcome you to head on over there now so you can also see the visual as I'm sharing. And if not, you can grab it later as well. So let's break down this framework. All of the types of relationships in our life, and I'm not just talking about friends, it could be relatives, it could be cousins, it could be community members or networking contacts, but thinking about the people in our lives, we have a choice on how we want to relate to them, whether it's creating boundaries with them, whether it's putting more effort into investing in those relationships, we have a choice. And so it can be really helpful to think about this relationship zone framework. So within the center of this image, you'll see if you download the worksheet, there is you. There's this dot in the center. That is you. You are the center of your universe. And then there's zone one that circles around you. And then Around zone one, there's zone two, so a bigger circle that is around zone two, and then there's zone three that is the biggest circle around all of them. So you can kind of think of it like a dartboard, right? You are the center, you are the bullseye, and then you have these circles around you. Using this framework can be really helpful because it builds awareness. It creates some structure for us to build awareness so that we can orient and gain some insight, right? And awareness and insight is the first step to be able to make any sort of changes or adjustments in our life. We want to gain awareness so that we're then making intentional choices. We're not just reacting with a choice point at hand. 
when we gain insight, we then start to realize, ha, huh, what feels good or what, what information do I gain from here that then gets to inform the next choice that I make. So zone one, zone one is the closest zone to you energetically. And so these are the people you want to think about these are your heart and soul people. These are the people that you can cry to and cry with and hold that space for them. These are the people that you can laugh with and like belly ache, hurt, you know, those types of people. These are the people you get to show up as you, your authentic self. These are people who support you living your values and you support them. Like this is true integrity. And this doesn't mean that this community of people in zone one, that it's never messy, that there never is fights or that you're needing to clean up some energy. But those are the people you want to have those clearing conversations with. Those are the people you want to always have in your corner and you want to be in their corner. So think about those people, those relationships that you have that would be in zone one. Then zone two is the next layer. So they are removed slightly. And these are the people that matter to you, but you don't need to stay in constant connection with them. They're fun to be around. You have maybe a heart connection like, oh, wow, I really like that person. I enjoy them. But you don't necessarily need to put so much effort into it. They don't necessarily speak to your soul they're friends that you can see every so often or relatives that you can connect with when you need to or want to connect with, but they don't require that much attention to maintain that relationship and you like it that way. Zone three, the outer layer, the furthest away from you at the center, these are people you are fine to be around but don't need to make much of an effort, right? You like are fine to see them but they're not really people that you need in your close circles they are maybe people that you've networked with or they're old friends or friends that you have this like friendly cordial relationship with maybe these are some of your Instagram community but they're not the people that you would call to or actually want to hang out with so if you've downloaded this worksheet, again, linked in the show notes, I welcome you to take a moment, pause here, pause the podcast and reflect on who you would put into these zones and notice like, what are you learning about yourself? Maybe you notice there's a lot of people in zone one and zone one feels really crowded and that feels really overwhelming and like no shit then that it's feeling like there's so much pressure to hang out and give to relationships because there's a lot of people and energy there. Maybe you're noticing there's only a few people in zone one and that feels okay to you. That feels right to you. Or you're noticing maybe a friend is in zone two right now that you really wish was in zone one and you notice that's because you both haven't been putting the time or the energy or the effort into maintaining that closeness, that heart-soul connection. Or maybe you notice, wow, there's a lot of people in zone three and I like it that way. That feels safe to me or wow, I'm pushing people away. I'm not making an effort. I'm keeping people really peripheral in my life and I'm actually craving some of that more heart 
soul connection in my zone one, zone two friends. Maybe you're noticing, wow, all of the people who are in zone one aren't people that I live near. And what does that say about how much I've invested in my relationships where I am? Or how much does that say about the community I'm building? Again, not from a place of judgment, from a place of observing, of learning with care. What I hear from clients when they do this exercise is it gives them like an exhale, like, oh, wow, I don't have to be everything to everybody. When you're somebody who has a big heart and really values connection and that social capital, it can feel like building relationships becomes a have to or a should, and that puts a lot of drain and pressure And so this framework can help them just soften a little bit to recognize, you know what, these are the people I really want to be watering more often. And these are the people that I'm okay to water every so often. And these people, I'll water when I get to it. Or I'll water if I have some leftover water. But it's not like I need to dig into my well and find more water to give to everybody. And that ends up completely draining my clients. Now let's be real here that when we do this friendship zone configuration, it isn't set in stone like everything. It is always shifting and changing. So I share this framework because it's not like, oh, everybody get into your places and stay in your places. But it's a framework to recognize like, oh yeah, wow, this person just came into my zone one right now and oh, this other person just left and is in my zone three and and it allows it to kind of be this fluid permission and understanding can also be really helpful insight to recognize like huh wow I'm still watering this friendship in zone one but it's feeling just one way right now and I don't want that and maybe some clearing needs to happen with that friendship even can give us information to find some more alignment within our relationships recently in june i ran a challenge for myself i called it my solstice summer challenge and it was to connect with 21 people by june 21st solstice and it was an opportunity to do these walk and talks and connect to all sorts of people i put the invitation out there I got people from my email list who I've never connected with before. I spoke to previous clients. I had current clients set up calls. I had cousins reach out. I had networking communities reach out. I reached out to people that came to mind. So it was this like beautiful opportunity to connect. And one of the things I realized from this challenge I did was, wow, this person who was like even outside of my zone three wasn't even really on my radar like wow they are fucking amazing I want to bring them back into my life and obviously that has to be mutual I can't just you know hope that is what they want too again relationships take effort so but it was this really cool insight to like oh there there are other people out there right and sometimes we get so boxed into this is just my community these are the people in it but the world is huge I know people that make friends with other people through Instagram I know people who have met 
just strangers hanging out in the park and have become friends. I have met people who have done classes together and have started to build that relationship. If you're a parent, I hear that you get to meet new people through schools or programs or mommy and me classes. So there's so many ways to be building community and exploring, you know, adding new blood into the mix, adding new relationships into the zones if you're also looking for a shakeup. I also want to highlight that that if you are in a partnership, your relationship zones are going to and should look different than your partners. You, of course, might have overlap and have similar people in your circles, but I think sometimes in relationships, and I see this with my own relationship, I see this with the other's relationships, you know, your world can get really small because you have a lot of couple friends or you start to water those couple friends more because it's fun or enjoyable to have more of those couple dates than single relationship points. And that is just really helpful information in itself. I have learned over the years that I need to and want to be maintaining my own independent relationships as well. That's really important to me. And that is going to mean more independent time, a way to water those from my partner. And that's okay. My hope with sharing this framework is that you can take a breath for yourself and come back to your center, right? Come back to this dot in this center of these zones and gain some perspective and choice and not feel like your energy is being pulled in all of these different directions, but instead you are choosing where you want to put your focus and attention and energy and resources. I welcome you to share with me what's coming up for you. Feel free to join me on Instagram and send me a DM at one Wade. You can leave a voicemail on that fancy feature that you see on the homepage of centerinthecity.com or send me a note through a link in the show notes where you can contact me and we can have a dialogue about what's coming up for you. If you found this episode to be helpful and insightful for your reflection, think of a friend that you would like to share this resource with. Maybe somebody you just recently had a conversation with around friendships or around prioritization of time and energy and let's support each other getting centered.